Hello, everybody, and welcome to our very exciting episode of Movie Reel. That's right, we have finally hit our major milestone that we've been trying to get to for a while. 50 episodes! Woo! Uh, I'm your host, Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm 18 cats in a human suit, known as Franklin. <laughs> yes, that's right, you heard us right. We brought back Frank for our very special episode for... Uh, I I I've been looking forward to doing this episode for you guys with a, with you guys for a while. I thought this movie I didn't think this movie came out for a while. Um turns out it came out in like 2015. Um yeah. and it kind of just fell under the radar um, cuz we originally I originally heard about this movie when we were all still um going to Chico State, which coincidentally uh, this movie uh, takes place in Chico, uh, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this and, and watch this with you guys. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, the movie that we are doing this week is Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 uh, by the very funny uh, comedy group Five Second Films, um, which I remember showing a bunch of those videos to you guys over, over the, the past few years. Um, just a really funny comedy group on YouTube. Um, you can find them pretty easily. Um, really funny set of guys for a really weird, satirical horror comedy movie. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into it, uh, yeah, Kevin, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, we talk about movies, make fun of them, and we try to make each other laugh with the most absurd movies possible. And I think we found one of the most absurd movies. This one was pretty damn absurd. Holy shit, this movie. <laughs> um, like, so we were all talking, yeah, this, just before we started recording, and we all seem to be in agreement. This is a movie that was, it's not something to watch alone. It's, it just seems like we all did. This is something to watch with a group of people. Yeah. And I'm definitely like, there have been a couple of times where all of us, so you, yeah, uh, you, me, Frank, Reed, uh, Sometimes Aaron, sometimes Steve and Allison and other people. Yeah. Most, like, would just sit around and watch stuff. And this is one of those movies I really wish we watched because there were just a lot of times. There were a couple times I was laughing really hard. And there were a lot of times where I found myself just, like, not really caring, kind of bored. And it was just, like, in waves. Like, it was so... And it's weird because it's, like, I, I feel like technically i would categorize this in the same the same way as like velocipaster but it's not velocity i mean in the sense of it's trying to be absurd um but this one is just so like ludicrous and out of bounds and like it just went in places that i didn't and not even necessarily like horrifying places just it went in weird directions that i did not expect yeah um i i genuinely enjoy this movie i because I, I it's no secret that i'm a really big fan of horror movies and i really love uh the the wave of like 80s slasher movies which this movie is just a blatant parody of and and it kind of sets itself up to be kind of like the stereotypical kind of like sorority house like cheerleader like summer party massacres where like the primary cast is like all like women and this one kind of flips it on its head and it's all like a bunch of, instead of a sorority, it's a fraternity of a bunch of like 
dude bros and uh, <laughs> getting themselves in situations where, like, the girls are getting themselves in where it's like, oh, no, my shirt ripped. Like, oh, well, guess I'm walking around in a crop top. And, like, they're doing the exact same thing <laughs> yeah. in this movie. And, like, Greg Sestero's walking around in, like, a, a torn off, like, crop top until he gets axed off. And The part where just... the guy puts on a tank top just to rip it. <laughs> like what like that just, part i laughed it, it's just there's so many like hilarious moments like that where it's like it just kind of like pokes fun at the absurdity of a lot of like the like really dumb tropey stuff for like sex appeal and like primarily like women focused like 80s movies like you know like slumber party massacre or stuff like that where like it's the whole objective is to just get these women to dress as like scantily clad as possible and it's just flipped on its head it's like all right well here's like a drunk dude bro wearing denim booty shorts and a ripped up tank top you're welcome everybody yeah. um i actually did some reading about this and i don't know if you're gonna get into this later but like apparently yeah. the script was written in like scenes independently by like each member of the team and then I, I can 100% believe yeah. that, yes. And then it was, I forget who it was, but one of them had to then take all of these individual, like, vignette stories and piece them together into a co- cohesive storyline. <laughs> it said it was written by, was it Alec Owen, who's, like, the main character. Yeah. He is Brent and Brock, so yeah. I it, probably him. But I can be- I yeah, can believe and, that. Uh, yeah, and then there and then there's a uh, Brian Ferenzi who is uh, the I I, ju- I wanted to just call him like Chief Wakeums the the South Park cop. He's he's the uh, the police officer. It's like, all right, brace yourselves. I'm gonna I'm just gonna like <laughs> I wanna I wanna open up a a, a, oh a bus on wheel or a, a, a library van. on wheels. <laughs> oh, that van. one. Yeah. Yeah, library van, and uh, he yeah. when he started learning to read, he felt his brain go bang, and he like wants to share that with children, and he wants to air quotes bang children, and his partner is trying to like you know maybe rephrase get him to rephrase that, and he does not hear it. And when I first heard that, I like gasped. I'm like, what? And then I realized, oh, it's oh. Okay, yeah. um, that's still horrifying <laughs> phrasing. It, um, it is, but yep. it, it it's just a lot of goofy shit like that that just, I think, adds kind of like its own kind of, I, I don't want to quite say charm, but I don't know what else to phrase it to, to this yeah. movie. Um, but let's just kind of like dive it right didn't into the... not. It didn't not make, I mean, it definitely seemed it fit within the... Um, weirdness of the movie yeah definitely. it did not feel out it did not feel like it, <laughs> it, it wasn't it out of place at all no yeah unfortunately so uh <laughs> let, let's just kind of dive right into the meat of this so the main synopsis of this movie is after um two back-to-back mass murders aka dude bro party massacre one and dude bro party massacre two sadly lost to time I, yes sadly lost to time Th- this whole movie is apparently like filmed on like a like a, a pre-recorded like vhs tape on like a like a midnight feature on like your local like cable tv station and it's like the all copies of this movie have since been uh destroyed by like the uh, reagan administration the <laughs> yeah the reagan administration <laughs> um 
and this is like the only surviving copy because some kid like stayed up to record it on his on his VCR, and I thought it was really clever how they explained uh, that this is Dude Bro Party Massacre three by doing like the flashbacks of like Dude Bro Party Massacre one and two of the two back to back murder sprees uh, because that started because of a panty raid gone wrong that had the sorority burned down along with the sorority mother who survived and then uh, called herself Motherface and then tracked down and killed all the uh, a bunch of the fraternity brothers in probably some like the most creative kills that I've seen but but I'll get into that later and then they kill her and then her daughter takes up the mantle for revenge for Dubro Party Massacre 2 and rinse and repeat and then we get Dubro Party Massacre 3 and it's like their therapist who's like the twin sister of the daughter of Motherface. I would say spoilers. Oh, she was? Yeah, I would say spoilers on that one but they did kind of immediately show that within the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. this is this is like the opening prologue of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it just, I love how needlessly convoluted it is because that is exactly what would happen with like how absurd the storyline and like timeline is for like horror movie sequels, like, like the Sleepaway Camp series. It just gets so convoluted and absurd to the point where it's like the, like the third or fourth installment is like barely recognizable to what it originally started out as. And same can be said with like, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, like any long going like slasher or horror movie series kind of just evolves and turns into something completely unrecognizable to, to what it originally started off as. And I thought that was hilarious how they did that in such a short amount of time too. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah this movie kind of going back to the lost pastor it's like it's not i wouldn't necessarily be like oh yeah it's oh yeah it was terrible like it was partly meant to be terrible kind of like what i was saying before but also like it's actually kind of like what you're saying it's part of its charm i guess is the word we have to I, use. I like i like how we're all hesitant to say <laughs> because yeah i know what you, i know what you mean it gets vibe like part of it's like uh what makes it like it's it's good for what it is. It's just completely ludicrous and insane, but it's not like, I mean, again, it's trying to be ridiculous and it's try- like, I don't know how else to phrase it. Cause I feel like I've seen, this is not like your typical, like piece of shit movie. I wouldn't say it's like, it's just, it's, it's going to one of those. Yeah. Like I can see, I can totally believe that this is like a comedy group because it definitely like yeah. the the comedy in it, in it was clever, and the fact that everything like I had like I said before, it went into weird directions that I was not expecting, is kind of what made it funny and made me go yeah. what <laughs> like so many times. <laughs> I, I will I will give you like towards like the ending, it gets like really weird and like really kind of like out there at times. I, like we'll we'll kind of get into that later with like the whole like um him looking for sizzler yeah which i thought was like that was really we, weird yeah i thought that was let's, i thought let's, that was great let's talk about the let's just yeah. go through the character names for a second because i had trouble keeping track of them in my head <laughs> it was just 
So the main guy was uh, Brent, and his and he also played his twin brother yes. Brock, who died um, in the last uh, massacre, or he just died post it. Yes, and and I think it's like the opening to the third, like to this one. Oh, he okay, died like that's he, what sets yeah, everything in motion. Yeah, he's the one who dies in the the therapist's office, like after he explained Dubo Park Master okay. One and, and Two. Um, so you guys both have seen this before, correct? Nope. Oh, you haven't? Nope. Oh, I had. I went okay. into this completely blind. Okay. I I've seen this movie about two or three times. I now, remember you I've... showing us this trailer, and the reason, biggest reason why you showed me this trailer was because, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about the cast now. Uh, yeah. Greg Sestero, who's in the room, the room, is in this movie, and you like, and the fact that it's also set. It's not actually shot in Chico, clearly, no, it, but it's, it's set in it, Chico. It, at yeah, a fictional it's like East Chico. East Chico. We were just a yeah. bunch of normies that went to normal Chico State. They all went to East Chico University. <laughs> I thought I thought for the whole movie that it was like Chico State until they said I think it was towards the end, and somebody was also wearing a shirt that said East Chico University. Yeah, yeah like a couple couple of them are wearing that. Did they clarify that earlier? Vaguely. I don't. I don't know if they ever. The did college that. also looked nothing like Chico. So at first, I was just like, I think there were a lot of these little. It was weird because there were a lot of these moments where I'm like, I can't tell if they know nothing about Chico. The only thing is that, so they don't have a huge Chico is not. I, I don't want to say they're not known for their Greek life. It's there, but I remember, I have. I had a friend that went to San Diego State, and I told them how. So I attempted to rush a sorority and on the third day got a call saying, hey, guess what? No one wants you, so don't come back. Um, it's fine. Damn. I'm, not, I'm not heartbroken over it. But at the time, I was kind of sad. But um, I told my friends, like, oh, yeah, there was only six sororities. And they were like, what? Like, they couldn't believe that there was such a small Greek, like, or, you know, amount of Greek organizations. And... And I was just kind of like, first of all, the school doesn't look anything like it. Obviously, what, what's the uh, what's their fraternity? Is it Delta it, Bi? The full like, thing is, it's, it's Delta, and then the one in the middle is obviously made up, so it's Bi. And then yeah. the last one is yeah. a Theta, yeah. so it's Delta Bi Theta, but they just keep calling it Delta Bi. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's also like, so they've done these ridiculous pranks oh that... In co- one of them involved them <laughs> yes. blowing up a uh, dam, which caused a you know water to destroy a small town. Which isn't there a lake? Now, isn't it like Whiskey Town? Um, isn't that what it's called? Well, no, so it was old up in that area. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it could be based on that, which was a town that did actually. Um, but it wasn't blown up by. Yeah, a it was the other way around. They actually built a dam and then. <laughs> It flooded the Whiskey Town area, yeah. so there's a ghost town yeah. buried underneath the water. But in this way, it was the other way around. So you know, I, c- I put it just, in like a yeah. the, an alternate universe where the Oroville Dam actually got blown up in the '80s and flooded um, Oroville. I was just kind of like, I <laughs> there were a lot of these that, moments like that where I'm like, did they did they pick Chico because it's kind of infamous? in the 80s for being a major party city or party school or is it because or did they actually and or did they actually do some slight research and got inspired they, by the area they, they 
No, but if, I think they picked Chico because it was kind of like an inside joke where I think a lot of them were from or went to Chico. Oh. And they, had a, they, they, had a, they have a lot of like recurring videos where like they directly reference Chico or Chico State in a lot of their videos. And I think it's like, you know, let's just make it based in Chico. And I think it was like primarily shot in yeah, LA. I, yeah, it, um, or it said bear. It, it was like by a lake. It could have been like Big Bear, the most yeah. of the like movie. the Big Bear area, and then um, yeah. I think that yeah. opening shot where it's supposed to be Chico, Chico State or whatever East Chico University. I, I think that's San Diego yeah, State. I think Chico that's um, like L.A., like UCLA yeah, or something. Like, it looked like Pepperdine because yeah. it looked like the same setting for Zoe 101, which was shot <laughs> at Pepperdine. So it's definitely an L.A. school. It's definitely a SoCal school. Yeah. It is for sure not. Um, but I yeah. like there were a couple of times when I was like watching this because, like, I mean, we went to Chico State, so we were there for for uh, quite a while. Where they're kind of like walking by like some houses, and it's like, I like uh, there were a couple of times where it's like this house kind of looks familiar. Like that place kind of looks familiar, and like part of me is like, did they film some of this? I don't in think Chico? so. Like, and I couldn't. I couldn't tell. It's like I don't think so because that wouldn't make sense for them to go. Like that's not a that's not a quick trip, you know. That's that's quite a ways yeah, away. I think they were just filmed in yeah. some more like rural um, LA suburbs and communities. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I thought. But like there was like a part of me in, like the back of my head is like that looks a lot like a like a house in Chico that I walked by like all the time. It's just like I couldn't I couldn't quite tell, but like. It, it made no sense for me to like, it's like, why would they film there when it's set here? It's like, it, it, it just, it bothered me a little bit, but yeah, I, I just needed someone to like, it's like, no, you're not going crazy. Um, it's funny. I think there was, I think the house, they were like the actual like frat house that they're only in for a little bit. It kind of outside looked a little similar to another frat house that I remember from Chico, but I don't think it, obviously I don't think it was the same one, but like the structure of the house and the color of it maybe looks similar. I don't know. Um, the, I mean, the frat at frats and sororities were kind of scattered around. I remember on the street, we were <laughs> Kevin, when a naked guy came running out of a frat and just ran past oh, us yeah. on the sidewalk and we were walking home. Yeah. That was a thing. That happened. We were like, um, <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of stopped in our tracks, like. That's what? Chico, Did baby. That just happen? <laughs> and just and it was the middle of the afternoon yeah. too. It was like it was like two in the afternoon, broad daylight. Like tons of people were like walking home after finishing classes, and he just peels out of like the back fence that's like right next to like a. Oh my god! Place. I remember you people are me eating. <laughs> I was like on right across the street from a bar. You know, like it was that section on because we all lived on Ivy. It was that section of like there was yeah. Uh, For those Riley's unaware, that was and... like the um, street where all the parties happened. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I had to stop riding my bike because twice in one semester I ran over so much glass that I had to keep getting my tire filled up and so finally i'm like you know what it's costing me more to ride my bike man so anytime there walk. was a three-day weekend yeah. and i had to ride back to campus on a monday or a tuesday and like broken glass discarded yeah. mexican food and vomit littered the streets <laughs> this none so, of yeah. this was yeah. present Chico, baby <laughs> none of this was present in this movie i they clearly did not do their research 
I want to say this though. Like, I mean, there were there were there were a couple times where it's like vomit and and beer was uh very prevalent and probably oh like my one of my God. the more creative kills was hey, can you hold my hair back, bro? And this guy with long hair is throwing up in the toilet. Motherfucker sneaks up right behind him, slits his throat, and a bunch of vomit and blood is pouring out of his that throat. That was gross. A Ugh. very practical. Like it didn't even. It looked like blood it, 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 and it, other stuff. Was that his vomit? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was vomit. God. Yeah. It was just. I thought it was. I thought a lot of the kills in this movie were very creative, and I love the fact that it was all done practically. There, there was no CGI, which. Makes sense because this movie only had a four hundred thousand dollar budget. This movie was entirely funded. Yeah, through should Kickstarter. we continue going through the cast list? Because I think I know where oh, yeah. like half of their budget went. Yes. Oh yeah. Wait, really <laughs> yeah. quick before we get completely off topic. Like, I want to say though, the thing is, like, Chico. Yes, is it still? Is it a party school? Yes. Is it to the same party degree of party school that it was when it got that reputation? No. Like, there are schools way worse than chico but it's just like not saying it's not a party school there are definitely parties but there are schools that i know of that were way worse and didn't get nearly as yeah. much shit as chico did because of its outdated reputation i would honestly argue that san yes. diego state is a harder party school yes or but chico, santa barbara yeah like my friend you could Cal- argue yeah. harvard is a yes! party school. Every yes. every university oh, you 100%. ever go to will be a party school. There will always be a party scene if that's what you're looking for. That was not something that we were necessarily uh, privy to, but no. you know, to each yeah. their own. And you can find I it. Mean, yeah, that yeah, that wasn't necessarily like our forte. We were pretty much like, yeah, I just want to make fun of this movie for a couple hours. Like, fuck yeah. yeah, let's do what it. What we're doing right now. Yeah. This is what we would do on a Friday night. Yeah. Except now you guys are perfect. Uh, you know, monetizing it and putting it on the internet. Mm-hmm. So congrats to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, let's continue. Uh, yeah, with so Greg Sestero was in this, and this is why I thought you guys, why Frank, I thought you had also seen this movie because his name is Derek, and you guys had this obsession with the <laughs> character named Derek D- with a C, which is not his how he spelled his name. Uh, I was wondering not, if it came from that. No, that's um, that's Kevin's um alter ego. Alter ego. Oh, that, that's that's right. like my yeah. It was it was like a, it was a running joke, but yeah, it <laughs> completely irrelevant okay. to yeah. to. The name it just it it was just the thing. Okay. That Derek was an uh, alternate Kevin that okay. worked at a record store and smoked Newport cigarettes. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Greg so Greg Sestero who plays uh, Derek, uh, and then there was um, I don't know drunk guy who's consistently drinking all the time, and then there was a uh, jean vest guy. And Sizzler is the pledge who they are not ever going to let in because he's vegetarian. Yes, yes. who is played by uh, Jimmy Wong, uh, Freddie Wong's brother. And he was actually, I think he was Lee in the live action uh, Mulan movie. He was he was one of the soldiers in the live action Mulan movie. Wow, what a letdown. He he hit his oh, peak at, in Dude Bro. Dude Bro Party And then Master just it went all downhill to Mulan. I haven't seen Mulan. Yep. I was supposed to go. My we, like my friends and I bought tickets, and I before and then COVID happened, and I everyone right when it came out kept asking me if I'd seen it, and I'm like, now the thing is, 
I want to watch it, but also I don't want to watch it. And part of me kind of wishes I saw it in theaters just so I could have ripped that Band-Aid off and be done with it. But <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, what are we, what is the Jean Jacket guy's name and what's the drunk guy's name? Does it matter? Uh, Jean? I'm sorry, the Jean Vest guy. <laughs> Not Aunt Peru. Oh, oh, uh... oh, the Jean Vest guy. That was Turbo. <laughs> Turbo, okay. Spelled T U R B E A U X, mind you. I made a note about him and I wrote it Turbo. T U R B O. Yes. I crossed it out and wrote it the proper way because it's spelled out on his paddle, his pledge paddle. Oh, right. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. And then there was, uh, yeah, there were, there were so many frat bros and fraternity, like, dudes that were just like going in and out of this that i i kept losing track of i mean they did names. poke fun at that later like, yeah it which yes. i thought was hilarious because it got to a point where it's like there's a lot here and i know like 80 percent of you are not gonna make it within like past hour one and i was i was pretty close with my guess um but yeah the the ones worth mentioning are uh there's greg sestero and then there was andrew wk Who's like their big like party bro who shows up I wanna say like like thirty, forty minutes into this movie and he was only there for a couple scenes. He's on the roof, they prank him by taking the ladder down oh! and we don't see him till like the very end of the movie because he's just been chilling up there on the roof and everyone forgot about it, including I, you. Don't don't I lie forgot to me. You forgot totally. he was I was there. like I remember him showing up. <laughs> I remember the joke about the ladder being super long. And someone taking it away. I don't. I forgot that he was on the roof until the end when he showed up. Yeah, like, oh, I, I think that Tur- was the thing. Is there were people that I'm like, what happened to this guy? What happened to this guy? And part of me didn't care, but other part of me was just like, what happened? Like, where did they go? Or <laughs> when did they? Did they die? When did they die? Like, it. It was just. It was kind of confusing. But that was also again, like you mentioned, that's part of the joke of it being a frat, and there are so many people and it just being like yeah. a super schlocky yeah. horror movie like the point is there's yeah, here's a large ungainly cast that we are now going to systematically annihilate over the course of an hour and a half and i just i loved that so much that it was just it was such like along the vein of like you know like uh, like Slumber Party Massacre, Sorority Massacre, like all those movies, which I, lo- I love just watching like crappy, like 80s horror movies like that. Because I, I just find them just really funny and just really schlocky to watch. Because like, it, it's just it's like, this isn't how people act. Like there, there's no way that like someone would like go in the basement when there's a killer out just so they could like find a flashlight to go upstairs. Like do all these like, unnecessary convoluted things just like no like you would get a knife or you would get out of the yeah. house or like you would put on but, a shirt yeah, um, but no we're just <laughs> no my, Kevin you uh, keep those tips gonna out. do things sister and I watched yeah. uh, last year we watched Friday the 13th like on Friday the like it was or the day after Friday the 13th I guess but it was the Michael Bay uh, one Saturday and I was laughing 14th. so hard we were Classic. laughing so hard it was so bad and then uh, recently I saw the original Friday the 13th and I was kind of frustrated and disappointed that I was also laughing a lot. And I was, I was disappointed just because it's so famous that I thought it was <laughs> going to be a lot better. And like, I mean, it's I definitely mean, better than the, 
the yeah. remake that you saw first. <laughs> I didn't even realize that they made a remake. With Michael Bay and Jared yeah, Padalecki like in, and, like... It, it, it came out, like... When did that come out? Like, 2013? It's, a, it's like, a late 2000s, 2010 kind of movie. I think it was just... It was really bad, but that one, I will say, had a little bit more of a plot. And the Friday the 13th, it was just, like, the week before camp started. And they're just there. And I yep. that, that kind of just annoyed me. There was no character development. And that that just frustrated me. And this actually did have some... I don't... I don't it had a little bit of character development. Like, Brent, it had an, who's... It, it had enough Brent, to keep you interested, yeah, I guess. Brent's joining uh, the... So, that we meet Brent because he's skateboarding through uh, Chico East University or East Chico University <laughs> and he passes by oh also John Francis Daly is in this he was on Bones yes. he was Sweets that's and, what I knew uh, him from he's yeah. mostly a writer he's mostly a writer now and he actually wrote nice. Spider-Man Homecoming um, oh my god yeah and I will say that part where they he skateboarded over him and this other guy who were laying on the cement yep. sunbathing yeah, just- and then they kind of just looked at each other, and the guy was rubbing yeah, they're, they're, sunscreen on his chest. In a perfect circle. as one, like, pretty overweight, and just, like, just oiling themselves up, like, right on this busy, like, <laughs> sidewalk. And it's like, sidewalk. watch it, Torino. It's like, no, that's Brent Torino. He's here because his brother died. He's probably going to pledge for the same fraternity. It's like, oh, you, I can't stay met. I'm here for exposition yeah, and like, nothing else. Yeah, they're never seen again. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it, it was just no. so funny how how they go about doing any form of exposition or, or anything like that because it's just crammed down our throats, but in such a way that it's like you're not actually saying this out loud, right? This is like all in like your heads. Like, no, this is how, yeah, this, this is monologue. Like what you're, this is what you're no. saying, it, and it's just. That's the entire movie. If you don't find, if you don't laugh in like the first five minutes, then you're probably not going to get a get a kick out of this because that's pretty much the consistency of the jokes throughout the entire thing. Yeah, lowbrow humor to a T. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And then um, there's so one of the, the other frat, the other frat uh, brother is Todd. They call him T O double double D for short, <laughs> and he's like. The, the more cliche, like, where he's wearing, like, a polo. He's the smart he's one. he's got, like, the spiky hair. Yes, he's the smart one. And his girlfriend, uh, Samantha, who wants so badly to join yeah. the fraternity. And they're all, even including Todd, are all jerks to her. Except uh, Brent and her start to have, like, a little bit of, like, a thing. A little bit. And then, spoiler, she dies. Um, <laughs> in a very weird graphic way although I, I gotta too. say her death um, was probably one of the more creative ones it was it, it was, was a death oh, what? Yes. that it was will stick with me and i don't know how i feel about <laughs> I, I i think we'll kind of cover some like the top deaths and kills in this movie later uh just because i feel like we're gonna go down a rabbit hole or at least i will <laughs> yeah are are we running out of main characters now I yeah. think that's all the other main oh. characters. And then there are the two cops. Uh, there's uh, the girl yeah. and uh, the guy. Brian Frenzy, who plays Officer Schminkle. Um, that's his name, <laughs> yeah. Officer Schminkle. And that, that, I thought that was really funny that they brought him into this because he, 
he's like one of like the main recording like core cast members of five second films he's one of the writers of this as well and officer schminkel is like a running like character in their series of like their five second film like uh, uh episodes that they've done um so i thought it was kind of funny that they had him like like that character i mean like in it um because he's such a borderline uh mentally challenged like officer but he just goes out of his way it's like it's like brace yourselves we're gonna we're gonna go out of there and make sure that the streets are drug free and he's just you know accidentally like running over people trying to save them and and just doing i wouldn't say that he's not all the way there mentally i think he's just so coked up <laughs> yeah that's they show oh, him yes. snorting copious amounts of cocaine in the beginning that is true i think he's just I think cocaine is other... his brain. And what's the other officer's uh, name? I don't remember. All I remember is that like that's his his girlfriend in real life. Oh, okay. Um, huh. Oh my god, I don't. I gotta look this up because yeah, I don't Cindy. remember what her name is. Yeah. I don't wait, do you write? Wait, what's her name? I'm gonna call her Cindy for reasons that will be explained later. I I I, I, I like the joke. I, I get it. I'm. Sh- I think I, I don't know. Can't, I don't. I don't know if I get it. Like. All right. Anyway, and um, anyway. Also, uh, we have uh, two other Who's, celebrity oh. cameos. We have uh, Larry King in a five-second <laughs> cameo. Who's a uh, coach who died? Coach Hansy. Yeah, Coach Hansy. Um, and that's horrible. Yeah, and he is promptly. I, I also thought it was really funny. He's like Motherface killed Coach Hansy's first. I almost wanted to thank her for that. <laughs> he, he, or he says something along those lines, like, oh, geez, okay. So maybe she's she's kind of an anti-hero. It's like, okay, I can get behind that. It's like, oh, no, she, and then she just kills all the other dude bros. Okay. Um, and then uh, the police chief, and Frank, do you want to reveal who the actor is who plays the police chief? Oh, yeah. Patton Oswald. <laughs> My man, Patton Oswald, coming in. I was just I think like, that's where half the budget yeah. was. I, I can, oh, yeah. I can totally, actually, he did this uh, completely for free. What? He, my man. He 100%. Oh, my I love that man. Yeah, he, he did this completely for free. So it's not like uh, Gooby, where probably most of the budget went to Eugene Levy. Yeah. No, he <laughs> he he's done, uh, like, quite a bit of, like, episodes for, for five-second films as well. Um, uh, one, one of them... Uh, is like he's like dressed up like as a wizard like I'm a wizard and you all die and he's like throwing like these like really cheap effects or, like fake like lightning out of his hands and then it cuts to him in like a hospital gown holding like an elf like plushie and a nurse comes up it's like oh he thinks he's running it's like because he's like a vegetable basically and he's just like moving oh his my hand God. It's, it's, it's really like fucked up but there's like it's it's it fits how their it fits their comedy and uh they they've done a couple other like bits with him and like I guess they're like pretty good friends and I've seen um some of like their like behind the scenes stuff and it's like it's like Patton Oswalt here yeah it, like from what I remember he agreed to do this completely for free it's like that is the coolest thing to do I I'm, cool. I'm I'm very surprised that he actually did that for free. Uh, I'm pretty sure 
uh, in Wet Hot American Summer, uh, Paul Rudd didn't get, I think I'd read Paul Rudd didn't get paid, but it's pretty, he's pretty sure it's because they forgot to. <laughs> like, or he just didn't get paid. Like, I don't know if it, I don't think it was he did. There's still free. a check for Paul Rudd sitting in some <laughs> dusty drawer somewhere. <laughs> someone's got, 30 years from now, someone's going to open a drawer and go, American Summer, Paul Rudd. Oh shit! Oh, this check has expired. I'll shred. Yeah, this, this check might bounce. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't look legit. Um, Universal Studios. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a real uh, movie place. <laughs> so I think that is most. That's 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 all the characters we can remember. That, that, that's, uh, that's, that's everyone yeah. of importance. Yeah, yeah we, and we, we, so... we, we get the main cast. Everyone else is very much expendable. So, we'll just yeah. call everyone else uh, one. You know, by their like main character trait guy Brent, or girl. Yeah, Brent wants to like avenge his brother, and it we kind of find out earlier that they're not very close. They haven't talked since uh, they went because they went to different colleges. Yeah, and they had a apparently had a bonding moment right before. There's a scene later in the movie where. Uh, Brock is so okay. So Brent is as they're they're at the lake house because they're not allowed to be. They're suspended because after of, three years of really awful uh, senior senior prank was it frat prank? Yeah. Oh, like how are they not overthrowing a South American government? Yeah, yeah, Frank, can, Frank, can you just kind of go like bullet list like some of their pranks? Yeah. So they. They brought in, they called it the heavy metal balloon. It was a giant hot air balloon that they flew to, like, South America, blasting presumably heavy metal yep. to disrupt, like, some, um, like, leader in a South American country that had overtaken an embassy. And it was long enough to distract him for them to send in, like, American troops to, like, secure it. Yep. They blew up the dam that like flooded a town, killing hundred like thousands of people, uh, and then their most Classic. recent one was like, <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Uh, I love I love overthrowing then, a, a, a republic. Yeah, um, and then the last one was they sn- they got really drunk and then they tried to sneak into the radio, like <laughs> That's right. the radio station, That's right. but they snuck into the airport instead. <laughs> There's like a sign that just says airport this way and then like the radio station. Is radio this station way. this way. Chico radio left airport right. And it's the airport is just right there and they go in and then they, they say something about like the Dean or the, the head of the school and it causes two airplanes to crash into each other and fall on an orphanage and kill like 500 people. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, 250 people. Uh, classic Delta buy. Ah, uh, those guys. And so, because of that, the slap on the wrist was they had to not have their 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 weekend. Yeah, they're, they're like like mixer. frat party. Yeah. Um. Because because it's rush yeah, they, week. They couldn't have their like pledge event. Yeah, it was rush. So. They couldn't have it there. They had to go do it at the cabin in the woods. And I remember Turbo was really upset. And he said that they couldn't take that away because that weekend was like Easter for men. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, um, what? Yeah. And also, I, I, I just found this out doing, doing a little bit of research before this. The dean who's like uh, punishing them, the, the woman, 
apparently that is a retired porn star. I forget her name now. But yeah, that, apparently like that was another like crazy celebrity cameos that they had along with like Larry oh King God. and Patton Oswalt. It's like, hey, it's this porn actress and it's apparently this porn star. yeah it's this retired porn porn star and apparently in the flashback in the beginning of the movie um you see like when they're showing like the montage of like all of like the various like fraternity brothers getting killed and uh in various creative ways there's a scene where they're um streaking through the streets of chico with like a few girls apparently like half those women uh are porn stars uh apparently as well uh makes sense so yeah oh my god which may, I, yeah i mean it makes sense because like they're walking around topless and and naked and whatnot so yeah it makes sense oh yeah um, that's the scene where uh they all dot they all get like electrocuted, they all get electrocuted and, then and then this lonely guy and the one guy who yeah touches oh my god. the one touches her boob again dead and like yeah. it's like fuck you guy and then she well, yeah, also yeah, yeah, gets yeah, yeah, electrocuted yeah so so they're all standing barefoot in this puddle of water a live cable falls in the water kills them all except for the one guy who's just wearing rubber rain boots and it's like okay he's not gonna die he then leans down touches one of the boobs <laughs> and gets electrocuted that way I was like, fuck you dude <laughs> it's like it, <laughs> Oh, I like, can't. God, and uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. So they have to go to uh, like their cabin in the woods, and they're like, "It'd be like a dude pro weekend, no girls allowed," and uh, just. And I was just so confused though because Brent was like, "They're Derek's like, oh yeah, he's thinking of joining, he's thinking of pledging." So it's like, why is he not a pledge? Is, is he just not pledging? He's just hanging out with them? Because he'd be a legacy uh, join, I think, yeah. because he's older and his brother was oh, already well. there. Okay. I think that's how fraternities work. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know how fraternities work, and I feel like that's the one thing I should have researched on this movie, is how did fraternities work? <laughs> well, I remember for sororities, and it was so stupid, it was, like, designed to not let you in. Um, you go, the first night, we went around and met every house, and then um, you have to basically make a list of the houses that you like. There were six houses. You have to drop two. So you have to make a list of four that you like, and but it's not just make a list of four that you like. Those same sororities have to also like you. So then the next day, you go back to the you know remaining houses. And ideally, it's supposed to be like, oh, you drop two, then you drop two, then you have like a couple like to pick from on the main, like the last day. And on the second day, there was one sorority who had, uh, <laughs> the year before, I had tried to also join but like the casual recruitment not through like formal recruitment and they also let me go then so i kind of went in very with i don't know what i thought was gonna happen and then the next morning oh hey uh never mind uh nobody nobody wants you and i'm just like okay also what the hell this is such a stupid process it's like designed to not let you in it's a popularity for contest. sure yeah, that, that and seems needlessly complicated it's a popularity contest, and then you have to go in 
And every year you got to pay money to yeah. keep that same Yeah, and group that's of the thing is, and I don't think that sororities or fraternities are necessarily like horrible, like toxic environments. Like I know some people that have Evil. great experiences there. Um, it was just such a weird process, and I realized none of them felt right. They all just felt like there was some that like they we'd go to a house and the girls would come out and they were just smiling. And I remember when I there was a college down in SoCal actually that I was touring (laughs) and I walked in and the woman in the front was her smile was so big and she was so perky and my first thought was is she gonna murder me like it was that same kind of probably that's reasonable I mean was it it might have been mother face same kind of fake perkiness and. I'm not saying that, like, that's what they're all like individually. It was just this weird kind of vibe. And so it all actually worked out. I did not join a sorority. And then, like, two weeks later, the film club started up and Kevin and I went. And that was kind of it. Like, I'm like, I found my people. I don't need to. It all worked out. But (laughs) it's like a weird. Yes, we have have found our tribe. It's a weird process. And for fraternities, I would assume it's somewhat similar. But, like. It's definitely popularity, and um, it's, I mean, I don't know, if, if anyone listening, you want to go do it, go do it, but, like, it's a weird process. Um, but I'm not, I didn't yes. try to join a fraternity, and, so I don't And know. also, if you're, yeah, and also, if you're listening to this podcast expecting life advice, why why would you keep that to <laughs> yourselves? Go, go get help. You think we know anything about anything? You Come might, on, you might hear something. We're a bunch of, in this. we're a bunch of 20-somethings talking about a movie, and you're expecting life advice? Get the fuck so, out of here. So... <laughs> okay, so because then, like, I was just the whole time, I'm like, is he pledging? Because Sizzler's pledging. And they even say, yeah, we're not going to let him in. He's a vegetarian. He's like, what? Nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and they, they just, you know, they treat him like shiz. Like, oh, like, he, they have him, like, clean up the, uh, the, uh, uh, cabin in the woods the and he's like party and he's yeah and he's wearing like a frilly like french made oh, yeah. like outfit it's like what I the say, hell yeah and also hopefully left there hopefully left there i mean yeah. you know everyone go to your own thing yeah. like maybe it was left there from the previous well, wasn't it well, a sorority yeah. that just was, found used it? to be there because there was a lot of like yeah yeah and they were celebrating their like car wash oh right so, yeah event um, but I, I just thought it was funny when they're doing the um, like the montage of like them cleaning out the uh, the cabin. Like they're playing the song. It's like nobody is gonna die. Nobody is gonna die. And it's basically just singing like a song of like how. No, no, Kevin. Like, that the... was that was the party song. Oh, You're that's forgetting right. about the the clean up song. Oh, I get the mix up. Clean it up. Clean it up. Kalina. That's right. <laughs> But I did appreciate that Sizzler, uh, I did laugh at uh, Sizzler every single, um, like, we, almost every time we see him, he was wearing something different. So yeah, like... I mean, he was wearing the wedding dress that yes, was in the motorhome. Yes, the wedding dress. And, that Todd and his girlfriend were going to take to Old Sacramento for their three-month anniversary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in her uh, Which I have a note here that says, Old Sacramento, it's just okay. <laughs> Are you in in Sacramento? Yeah, I'm. I'm here in Sacramento. Have you been to Old Town? What's it like? I have. You know what? It's just okay. You should go once. It's just okay. (laughs) You can go once and be like, "Yep, I." You know what? I don't need to go back except for maybe for a couple museums. 
Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed, I enjoy it. Um, wait, have yeah. you have you Regular never Sacramento have you never been, nice. Sam? I don't know if I've been to Old Sacramento. Um, you 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 would know if you've been to Old Town. Have you like it? There's like it's on the river. There's cobblestone streets. See, Everything I've looks like a western. Old Town. I remember I've been to like Old Town, El Dorado Hills. I've been to Old Town, San Diego. I feel like I've been to Old Towns. But I don't. Those know. are better than this because yeah. this is like very. Was there a candle making shop? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. I don't was know. there a store that know. was like about all like rocks and you can fill it with in in a little velvet pouch? So anyway, back are, to the movie. I think those are legally required to be <laughs> every tourist trap. <laughs> so anyway, back to the movie. Wait, really so quick, the team sorry, called... really quick. Every time Jesus I was Christ. always in a tourist trap like location, they had that. I always wanted that. Looking back, it's like, why don't I just want some rocks? To go in a little pouch. Yeah, I'm about to spend ten dollars on a small bag of rocks. <laughs> yes, I need, I need, I need to get this like mini like pouch of shiny rocks. To do what? I, I remember the. <laughs> you look at him. <laughs> have in the pouch. It's and like that's it. No, uh, no, what was it? It's like what's his face from uh, Breaking Bad? It's like they're not rocks, they're minerals. Damn it! <laughs> Actually, my uh, my not roommate. Even that. He, or, or, I mean, he was my friend first. Um, <laughs> He's a like a geologist, and he went and showed me his like favorite mineral. I don't remember what it was, and I'm just like, <laughs> of course cool. he has a favorite mineral. I'm like, cool. It's uh, duh. He's a geologist. Well, yeah, no, like it's not. To. But he showed it. I was like, cool. It's a rock, and then he just walked away, going, "It's a mineral." It's so disgusted with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, fair enough. Because <laughs> um, there is a difference. So anyway, <laughs> back to the movie. So, so anyway, back to the movie. So the dean who uh, basically is like okay's them going to like the cabin of the woods, like way out in like the middle of nowhere, calls the police chief uh, Patton Oswalt and kind of tells them like, okay, the whole they're 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 getting out of town, like the whole thing will be ready, and they very much lead it up to like he's part of like a satanic cult. Or like the the police chief is, it's not very fully like explained or like it's also uh, not very secretive. Out. Yeah, he's just doing this in like plain view of his office. Like all the shades are open. He's wearing like a robe. He's got like a pentagram and a couple candles like on a mantle like behind a whole bunch him of blood candles. Yeah, a bunch of blood candles. And uh, Schminkel's new partner is tasked to is like, okay, you're gonna get him to. Like the dude bro house, and you're gonna sacrifice him. Like that's your job. You're gonna kill Schwenkel, and it's like, okay, I guess I can do you that. You know, Chico cops were well known for their uh, satanic rituals. You know, <laughs> and I, hum- and I remember sacrifice. many a time having to avoid, you know, the the satanic death cults that would roam uh, the streets of Chico. <laughs> not just a normal Friday night for us. It's just a normal Friday <laughs> night. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's why we stayed inside. Watch yeah. movies yeah. like Ronan as a no a normal a normal <laughs> yeah. Friday night was uh, at like nine or ten o'clock. I would text you guys like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then I would send over. I would send you the gif of David Hasselhoff running, and I would to let you know I'm on yes. my way over. Which we lived in a uh, background. We lived at the same complex, different apartments, the same complex, and we would all just hang out. You guys were playing HeroScape or watching something, and I would just come in like the wacky neighbor that comes in that everyone's kind of like, uh, 
You're you're our Kramer to our Seinfeld <laughs> cast. Oh my god. Because you just kind of showed up a couple times, and like sometimes like I didn't even realize you sent me a text saying you were come over, so it just seemed like you showed up unannounced. Like what the fuck? <laughs> oh, she did send me a text ten minutes ago. Some, I just like, hardcore didn't know. Dick Van Dyke shit there. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, hey, neighbor, I was just in the neighborhood. And, uh, I, I by. just slid in. <laughs> you had a good Kramer. Uh, y- you do a good Kramer, which is just you pushing your hair back going, Jerry! It's like, Jerry! <laughs> um, anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is the best 50th episode ever. <laughs> we're barely talking about this fucking movie. I think we're just... I think all this movie is is a conduit for us to just reminisce about our college which days. Which was so Chicago. different than uh, these that's, people. That's, which is yeah. why I picked this movie. I, I knew that it would just bring back all these memories. I really wanted to watch this guy with with you guys like in person and like get like Aaron and Reed and like a, maybe like a few other people in on this. Can we do cause... a movie night like that? That would be super fun. You, we could have a an in person. Yes. No. A yeah. real one. Yes. 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 yes real we're all vaccinated. Let's do this. All right. Uh, so anyway, back to the movie. We are yeah. fearing so far off topic. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> an hour in. Let's so start talking about the movie. <laughs> an hour in the movie. We talked about the movie for 15 minutes. So we watched this great movie. It's called Dubro Party Massacre 3. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Let's so go let, over let, the cast. So we already did that. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, I will say that part with the chief where he's asking the other officer to go... Uh, uh, what's his name kill the other shrinkle so Schminkle. they he's basically like saying like oh hey i got another assignment for you he's like what i thought you hated me he's like no you did great with that uh hooker, that hooker. Who had, you got, you, you got who all had, that cocaine out of her butt which, which that was that god that scene okay it was really quick but still like anyway and he's like oh you know your friends the uh dude bros uh they all, there's Chico's having an orange sh- uh, shortage. And at first I had to go back because I thought he said a porn shortage. And then he said... I mean, either one works. But then he said... But then uh, Sh- Schminkle, that's his name? Yeah, But Schminkle. then he said, I know. I've noticed the vitamin C uh, levels of everyone have gone way down. And there's like a little like... <laughs> Like vitamin C, the like air. Graphic shows up. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a DefCon meter. And, and, yeah, like, and, we're at Def we're, we're at DefCon orange. And, and he's like, and he's like, uh, well, your friends, the dude bros, they're actually a bags of oranges. Bags of orange. And there's like a pause, and he's just—it's probably my favorite line of the movie. There's a pause, and he's like, I should have known. I was so. <laughs> And like, and that's not even the weirdest part of the first. The whole oranges thing was so ridiculous, and I was like, "What?" But it became, I think, maybe my favorite ridiculous thing in the movie because yeah, it, it became like a recurring thing <laughs> yes. later on. Well, almost. and then I like how he turns to like the other officer, Cindy or whatever her name was, and it looked like Pat Oswalt had maybe read the script a couple minutes before that scene and was talking really slowly as to not make himself break character. Cause he's like, I need you to go with officer Schminkle and boop the noses of the dude bros to turn them back into bags of oranges. And he's saying it so deadpan. You can tell he's like, I 
can't break character right now. <laughs> it's like I'm They're here wonderful. for free. I, I'm literally like I'm literally like he was only there for like I want to say he was there for like a day because all of the scenes are filmed in the same location. So I think they only had him for one day. So they had to film all of the, his scenes like within that time frame. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think. Yeah. So I think I think that's why he was trying really hard not to break character because if he went over that time, then well, they're gonna have to start paying him, and I imagine that get real expensive real quick. Yeah, and I'm sure he didn't want to like drop that on him. Yeah. I I do love though because uh, it's clear that they it's not even that they had a low budget. It's like I guess no, it is that they have a low budget that they um the officers are driving up to the dude bros and. They're not obviously in a cop car. They're just in like a truck a or a van. A van. They're just in and, like an old van. Yeah, and, yeah. They're yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, why? Why are they just taking their own car? And I realize, oh, because they probably that'd be very hard to reserve a actual police cruiser. Um. So I I kind of want to jump into uh some of the the effects of this movie because it's all practical and i thought i was actually very impressed with what they were able to pull off with with the low budget they had this this movie had a budget of four hundred thousand dollars and it went off really well i thought the effects that they had of like you know like the uh mother face throwing like the saw blade at the the guy playing frisbee and his his top half of his head gets cut off and you just see like the lower jaw and just blood spurting everywhere it's all practical effects or like uh the dude bro who's like filming everything getting like ripped in half and then his top half zip lining over the remaining dude bros bleeding off on them which i I don't know how he's bleeding a dummy i'm assuming like no they actually yeah yeah, someone (laughs) no no, they actually okay like yeah because i'm just like what or no no green screen pants i don't know i was just like like no 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 it was it was very much a dummy If, if like Watching it is like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a but it was like, a pretty. Was not the was not they the used a lot of dummies. dummies. Like it looked pretty. Oh no! Like that—that's that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like they had like really cheap effects, but they were able to film it in like various angles and like quick cuts to make it look relatively real, um, or as real as possible with like a like the schlocky feel to it. Like it was definitely fake. Like there there was no way that you could well i i don't know now now that you said it's like did they actually cut that person in half so now now i don't know I mean, it kind of goes um yeah so no, it, it kind of goes different. back to like how you know you can do a lot with a little um like monty python's kind of yeah. the same thing like a lot of the really famous jokes in the movie were because that they didn't have the money but it made it better almost and so yeah. this like yeah the effects like you're saying it's a lot is all of it or most of it is pra- uh, practical is there any cgi there's no cg okay. there's no cgi yeah. whatsoever because yeah, everything i mean some of it looked really gross or ridiculous but it was also like it does kind of it, i think it it being practical obviously it, it works in the movie's favor practical yeah. is usually yeah. better so there was a couple of shots with cg which come later but it wasn't yeah. like anything was, you know, pasted yeah. in. It was for yeah. putting them into different sets. Well, like it wasn't even CG. It was just like After Effects, like like the yeah. uh, Pat Oswalt exploding. Like that was just like 
a quick cut of like him standing there and then another oh, I was talking cut about when of they were like looking for a sizzler oh yeah i and well that that's that, that, that well yeah that, that was like a, a whole like green screen thing um, yeah that's like, just yeah. in front of it yeah yeah like it, it, there wasn't any like like didn't add anything yeah they just the like, only let's thing, have you yeah. walking and then put you into things and that was yeah it. um so i i kind of have a, a question to ask you guys of what was your favorite kill in this movie there, there, there were a lot kill. some of them were pretty pretty creative so sam what was your favorite kill i feel like there's <sighs> or one that just stood out to you the most like what okay your most memorable I think kill my two the two the i guess my actual like i don't the most memorable kill well i will say the um to the guy that's videotaping i don't really remember that much how he died but the whole ziplining part, mainly when he falls into the <laughs> water and there's this weird, like, sad music yeah, of him, it, like, it, <laughs> sinking down. <laughs> that part. Yeah. Into an old yeah, church. Like, yeah. He, 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 his body falls into a scale model of the town. And, old Parch Town, I just remember the name. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. It's the, the town that they, they drowned with the dam and release a bunch of bodies that were trapped under the roof of oh, that church right. and all the dead bodies are bobbing near them and then they all freak out which i like how they're all standing in like knee-deep water in this lake but then when that body falls it's apparently <laughs> hundreds of feet deep <laughs> but the I love but that. that happens a second time of someone like being gracefully like falling in the water and like it's weird it's it's funny because it's trying to make it look like beautiful which is just so i feel like yeah. of and again, it works for the film, but at the same time, I think that's the thing that almost doesn't match the movie because it's like a yeah. beautiful image in this like world of ridiculousness and like like obscure <laughs> everything. So, so, so you really like the the? I like the the zipline. I but I think actually I think the death that will I will always remember was how Samantha dies. She reveals. Oh. So she wants to have sex with. T O double D, and he yes. Todd does for long. not. He does <laughs> not. He does not want to have sex with her because he does not want her to take his virginity because uh, he, I guess, does not want to have a baby. I think he's also still trying oh. to discover himself. Oh yeah, as but a that they they say yeah. that they say that line. Some, like, like yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They're definitely like hinting at as like he might be gay, but he has a girlfriend. Kind of, I feel like they didn't really go in. I was wondering that too, but they didn't really give any reason for us to think that he's gay. If anything, it kind of it came off. It's no. been more of him like he freaks out at like baby dolls, and it seemed more it more of him not wanting to like have a be a dad. Be a dad. Um, the the only yeah the only like I think the maybe of him being gay was the whole like he's still discovering himself. Um, but so they eventually I guess do have sex and. He's and he goes, yep. my seed, and then he dies. But like when she dies, like mid climax too, she, might I add? When she dies, she tells uh, Brent that she's having a like a little Todd or whatever. But she, what she's does she pregnant. say? She says yeah. it weird. It's like it's the last Delta buy. Oh yes, it's the last like Delta oh, buy. Yeah. And then uh, the baby is like basically it's the most horrific like abortion she's like 
And she's been she, she's been maybe pregnant for what less than twenty four hours. There's no way oh, that yeah. it would have been she would have a known and b that the fetus would it would have been, been that, that far along. Yeah, like that's not even like. It's like come on, it's like maybe like a dozen cells at that. Yeah, point. let's be real. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a little but tiny tiny fetus. And what was it? Was she? St- Stabbed and it was like poking out the like a face. harpoon. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was like, yeah, it was a harpoon. It went through, like, through her back, out her belly, pierced the baby, oh and then she took that harpoon and wrenched it up her like back and spine and just split like the top of her body like a banana. See, I can't really say it's my favorite because it was hor- it was horrific. But like, is it particularly the whole baby part? was the most i think the most memorable because it's so it's <laughs> so unsettlingly unsettlingly i don't know i can't talk and disturbing <laughs> um and so fucked up like i think it's the most fucked up death in this entire movie I, that, that one was pretty good i'm not gonna lie that was a two-in-one yeah yeah she got she got the last delta buy motherface did uh, oh, so Frank, what that should have been the clue that was she your... was going to die. Other than, yeah. like, obviously, everyone's going to die, but... Yeah. She she would have been safe otherwise. My favorite death? Yes. Oh, gosh. Or kill. That's a... Or kill? That's a good question. I think, um... Beer guy. What uh, about the beer guy? Beer guy oh, die? The I don't remember. He oh! ran... He was frantically running away from the cabin looking for beer. Oh. And he finds this perfect keg amongst the trees. Oh! He's like, oh, it's so cool, it's so perfect. Now I just need to find the tap. And then Motherface comes up and shoves the tap into his head. Pumps it into a red solo like, cup, and then he drinks yeah. it? Yeah, he drinks his blood and then dies. Then she's like, it's all head. Oh yeah, every time Motherface kills someone, she made a pun. I yeah. love the puns. I, oh, there was, the one-liners were so good. Yeah, there was one instance where she didn't, but um, Kevin, I'll let you give your favorite before okay. I get into um, that, which I noticed. Yeah, my, my, my favorite uh, uh, kill in this movie is um, as the Dude Bros like, first get to the, the lake to get to the cabin, they need to rent some uh, boats, and they come yes, across this guy. Oh, yeah. oh, you were going to talk about this guy? Oh, yeah, we need no. to mention it. <laughs> okay, so, I was talking so, about something so they... else, but thank you for choosing this one. Oh, uh, yes, you're welcome. So they, they come across this guy who's just crying at, like, these, like, three or four gravestones. Like, hey, we need to rent some boats. It's like, huh? It's like, you're the dude, bros. You're the guys who flooded the town, killed my family. It's like... Sure, I'll rent you guys some boats. I was just, I was a struggling businessman, but now business is booming with the twelve people that still live. Oh yeah, they say that to the dean when she's trying to be like, "You blew, you like blew up a dam and like drowned an entire town," and they're like, "Oh, an entire and they're town." Like, but uh, you know, boat business is booming up there now. Like that's the pro yeah. for what they did. So, so yeah, that's the pro. Yeah, so this guy has like a boat business and he was like about to go under and now like business is booming now but at the cause it killed his entire family it's like sure you know what why don't i take a picture of you guys you can stand here right next to my dead family it's like all right now do a silly one and he just gives like this thousand yards to air you know rents them all their boats then later on he's just like 
in like this two man like uh, paddle, boat paddle boat by himself, and then Motherface just shows up on like the side of the 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 lake as a bow and arrow and is about to let loose and kill this guy, and then he just pulls out a revolver and kills himself, <laughs> and Motherface just like. And just kind of awkwardly walks away. <laughs> I must have been looking at my phone because I do not remember this scene. Oh my god, that was that, that was, was, lo- was so absurd, and it caught. I thought you were going to talk it. about. I realized there's another character we forgot to talk about: the wheelchair guy. Oh yes, Nerdry. Nerdry. Oh uh, yeah, that Head was cheese. that was that was hilarious when he died because he the entire movie <laughs> I mean, he does not want to swear at all and then he kind of goes off because like they, they can't get him into a boat, which i'm like so first like, of all oh, have to go they around. totally there's can. a 20 mile wheel- wheelchair accessible trail i was just him. like they like oh yeah they can't they don't have a wheelchair accessible boat i'm like you can pick him up put him in the boat fold his chair that's it he can just needs to sit sam that's ridiculous there's no room for the beer then <laughs> and so he's like Think about the it's beer. It's 20 miles, so he's rolling, him, like, wheeling himself just around the lake. And, yeah, he doesn't want to swear. That's his whole thing. And then at the end, he comes, he uh, throws... Oh, um, Brent gives him a skateboard to use in case his yeah. chair breaks. And then, because <laughs> Brent made it very clear, I'm not here to make friends when they first meet, because he's only there to avenge his yeah. brother. And then at the end, he shows up, like with like a couple of wolves and like yeah he, he's wearing like an animal pelt he has like this like very much like fake like almost like hunting dummy of like a wolf and then like a guy in like a really shitty bear costume and then he like holds out his arm and an eagle lands on him he's like yeah i just made this motherfucking eagle my motherfucking bitch and he's just swearing constantly <laughs> and then motherfish just throws an axe at his head and kills him and then the wolf just slowly because when he away. showed up i forgot all about him and i was like oh hey and then he imme- i'm like oh he's the savior and then he immediately dies um but we also we got to reveal i guess who uh motherface is or or uh brent thinks he put it all together and yeah oh frank please explain the epiphany so, that he has because it is so absurd i so I, he I, yeah okay it, it, so it, it's there so he is. Weird. He's finally, he's finally confronting Motherface, and he's like, "I know who you are. You're Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you know, you've been putting this all together since the." And he starts to explain that like it was, ever since they did like that raid in South America, like the easiest way to do it was to train like a bunch of soldiers for that, and so they used the Delta Buy guys. As, like, sleeper agents or something? Yeah, and when they were all done, it's like, well, now we don't have a purpose for these guys, but we can't just send them away, so they, like, disguise them as a frat, you know? And so, it's like, and then, what else? Like, things start getting, like, a little more worrisome because they keep, like, causing a bunch of havoc, so Reagan sneaks out and he puts, like, a double in office instead to cover him. And so he's going off to try and systematically kill all of them to make sure that they don't cause any more trouble or whatever. Yes, and totally and, makes sense to what he what he's saying. Like yeah, and then at the end, like they rip off the mask, and it's a Ronald. It's supposed to be Ronald Reagan. He's like, my God, 
You're right. And at first yeah, I was like, me out. what? 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 Is, what? And I was like, dude, it was Ronald and then, Reagan. Nope. <laughs> and it wasn't. He and then just got he uh, defeats Motherface because the spirit. So the spirit of uh, Brock shows up. So he kind of like reminisces of Brock throughout the movie. And I, I started to talk about this earlier. Yeah. There's a scene when he goes up into the attic. So he's like looking because he's trying to avenge his brother. He's looking for clues. And the there's this, oh, there's this other frat guy who I guess is kind of still, he keeps thinking he's Brock. And they're like, no, this is Brent. And he keeps like. Yeah, and he, and he keeps he keeps having like Vietnam flashbacks to like when they took over that South American dictator and the attack on the embassy. And he keeps uh, like spying yep. on uh brent like oh he's up to something and then they're in the attic and they which he's like i'm looking yeah. for clues and then he looks on the yeah. wall <laughs> and then um <laughs> they uh i don't remember why this happens but he makes him dance with him and then drops him and kills him only for him to show up later and then we find out he built a robot version of himself that is out up in the attic and when he showed back when he came back to life i was like what? Oh, I guess he wasn't dead? Did I miss something? And then, nope. They just... <laughs> I just stopped yeah. worrying at that point. I was like, you know what? They're and gonna then... explain this. I'm just <laughs> I not was even just concerned like, what? anymore. Oh, okay. And then, uh, the, but the scene where he starts to have a, uh, Brent has a flashback, because when he's dancing with the, I don't know, that, that guy, he, the, ro- the, the robot, robot, yeah, he is reminiscing about Brock showing him how to dance right before prom. And and um, then at the end of the movie, he defeats Motherface by uh, because Brock's spirit shows up, and then all the spirits of all the frat guys show up, and they enter. They they all, they all enter his him. body, and he like just oh. hulks out. Yeah, I guess. Yes, he becomes a Giga Chad and Giga destroys <laughs> Motherface. What was that character we like? What was it? Oh, it was Brad Bradson. <laughs> to like do the other dude yeah. <laughs> along with Derek. <laughs> yep. he, he turns into the alpha Delta by and just mm-hmm. beats the ever loving shit out of this mannequin that happens to be dressed like mother face and just destroys her. And then the movie ends. And then we see Andrew WK just chilling on the roof of the, the, of the cabin. Oh, the cabin. We, sorry. Yeah. We forgot um, another yeah, revelation and, at the end. Oh, and the, and <laughs> a realization. The, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, and then the, the police. Sorry, the, go, this was my insane. other. It, it was just so, like, what the fuck? Um, he, uh, the. So, Smink. Sminkle? Uh, Spinkle. Spinkle. He, uh. Oh, or the other officer, uh, kind of sort of falls. Cindy falls in love with Cindy. him. And saves him from being killed. And then, uh. Be- because they need a virgin yes. sacrifice, so she. <laughs> has sex with him on the altar that he's supposed to be sacrificed And, uh, uh, Pat Oswald is, like, furious, and then later, you know, uh, Sminkle, it's revealed, like, she's like, okay, here's the truth. He's like, I should have known that the dude bros were not a bag of oranges. It turns out, she's a bag of oranges. She's like, search your soul, you know it to be true. And it just, like, Every it just kind of is flashbacks of them together, and it's a bag of oranges, and including them having sex. It's just a bag of oranges on top of him, 
And then he touches her nose and uh, orange. She just collapses into a large pile of oranges. And the other cops is like, is he still talking to that bag of oranges? And oranges start to rain all over Chico. The orange shortage is over. And there's just some little kid who just like a single tear rolls down his cheeks like... Thank you, Shrinkle. And he's just, like, rolling on the ground in, like, a pile of oranges. It's so weird. And, and meanwhile, while all this is happening, Patton Oswalt is, like, on the phone in his office, and then he just explodes into, like, a, a ball just, of, like, blood. I guess had, like, a deal with the devil where he had to kill all of the, uh, the dude bros. I don't know. It's never explained. <laughs> that's the only explanation nope. that we have. That's it. The oranges thing was super funny, and I just felt like the whole thing with the officers was, like, for this movie, it just seemed kind of undeveloped. And, like, even, like, and I say that, but, like, there was a lot of focus on the dude bros, and when it would cut to the cops, it just kind of seemed like it was another movie. And it it just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, when they're... uh... They run over so, that one guy that was like threatening. Oh, so that, that child. was a guy because I remember that yes. like scene of that guy and the kid was like, was he like hitting the kid or yelling at him? Something like, like just that. Threatening I think him. Was, yeah, I think yeah. I don't even know a, the whole thing. Runs over the guy, hands the kid the book. Yeah, the and run. Of and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and I'm and like, what? Run. Why did he get the grapes of wrath? Yeah, and then he explains his whole thing about how he wants to like oh, bring right. books to children yeah. so he can bang kids. Yeah, he, he wants to bang kids. He and uh, he wants to have a, a bus full of books. And we'll call it his bang bus. It's <laughs> horrible. That's a horrible, horrible yeah. joke. Um, like... But I, I love when they're when they are still driving and they still have like that guy wrapped up around their tire, and um, Cindy gets out to go. Like she cleans it off or whatever. And he's walking around to push the van. He's like, "Oh, wolves! Looks like they've uh, cleaned up all this, all this mess. That's nice. And <laughs> looks like they've fixed the tire too. <laughs> Guess wolves are getting pretty smart around here." I just love how he's like looking around. He like pulls out his gun, like and scratches oh, his are... head with it. <laughs> yeah, wolves are getting pretty smart around here. <laughs> I also like that he just, sleeps with his uh, eyes open and just stares at Cindy the entire time. So creepy. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So I guess Wait. that kind of wraps up to... Really quick. Uh, Wait, really quick. There was one thing I forgot we didn't talk about that I, I also thought was very really clever and really out there was when uh, Samantha and Brent are the only two left and they're looking for Sizzler. And they're just walking around looking for Sizzler, yeah. and Brent is going through flashbacks. Like he's looking through every, yeah. he's like looking and through other scenes. Oh, oh yeah, for Sizzler. Oh, and also like, and also like throughout this movie, there are like various like random like commercials because this is supposed to be like filmed on TV. Like this is a VHS ta- tape, and they're just really weird, wacky, like nonsensical commercials. And a couple times he's like walking through like the background of a commercial that we've already seen. Yeah, I I made a list of some of the things that he walks through. He's walking through like the house at night, then in the middle of the day, past the guy crying in front of his dead family, <laughs> um, which is in the middle of the day and on the other side of the lake. Um, it also happened an hour the, ago. <laughs> yeah, and then he walks through the flashback with yes. him and his brother dancing. Um, and then he goes into, like, 
some ethereal realm where he meets himself speaking backwards. Yeah, Rel is. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, and then through a couple of commercials, and then at the very end, he walks through the end of, like, yeah. whatever home video they had taped over. <laughs> He's walking through the end credits. Yep. It's classic. Oh, my gosh. This movie, I I definitely would recommend this movie. Uh, like, for... I, it's got some great quotes. It, yeah, it's very quotable. This is a, just such a fun, like, movie just to watch with friends and just have fun, like, have a drink with it. Make a drinking game out of this. I don't know what you would do. Every time they say dude or bro. You yeah. would be dead. You would be dead. <laughs> Just one of my favorite quotes. When they're walking through the house initially and like before they meet the one guy, like the one frat guy that comes in later, that ends up on the roof. Yeah. They're like, they hear something rattling and they're like, someone, someone else somewhere is in here. <laughs> I just, I just loved the, the. It's so butchered. It's just this perfect. Or yeah, like, bad uh, line. like Greg Sestero's uh, death scene where he hates. Uh, what was it? He hates t- tool work. Tools. And that was the whole crops. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he hates, hates manual labor. Manual and then labor. they go into the shed that just says shed. Yeah. <laughs> the shed labeled shed. I want to have a shed and label it shed. <laughs> I remember uh, I have a family friend who put a sign on his door that said Dumble. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so stupid. I approve. So this is a movie. It's definitely something we all would have watched um, together in college. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, I agree, don't watch. I don't recommend watching this alone. It's it. Don't watch this movie alone. <laughs> And I don't even mean that, like, in a bad, like, like, it's just, it's, it would have been way more fun to watch this with you guys. Like, when we all watched Security, which is another movie, we had, we, I suggested that be our 50th. Um, like, it's, it's so ridiculous and out, like, it's, it's definitely a watch it with group, a group and maybe, like, drink. Uh, I was sober and watched it alone. Yep. Wow. Um, (laughs) and, uh, but, um. I, I guess I would, it kind of also remind me a little bit of, like, a Kung Fury. Yeah. Of that, like, ridiculousness. Like, if you, if you like, I would say if you like that, like, Kung Fury, like, it's got Kung Fury-esque vibes, um, then you might like it. This, for me, this was obviously not really, it's kind of barely, and I like, you love horror movies, and partic- and you love bad horror movies, I just love bad movies. So this yeah. technically, this was like barely within my wheelhouse. <laughs> like it, it did have enough jokes that I was laughing, but I also felt like there were a lot of things that I'm like, like, and this isn't that long of a movie. It's like an hour and a half, hour 40. Yeah. Like, but there were times where I felt like, I'm like, oh, like this is still going. <laughs> I had, that, I had um, those thoughts too. Yeah. It, it did kind of drag towards the end. I, I will admit that, but it, I don't know. Like, I just yeah. I I, th- I thought that the movie had enough going for it that you could kind of like sit through that to the point where like you're not going to be like super bored or anything with it. Like the movie definitely has a lot going on with it that it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it drags on too long. Um, no, no, and it's definitely not enough. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not enough of an issue that I'm like this is way too long of a movie. It doesn't need to be this long. Like, it's just, I think really it's the, uh, 
the part of the issue is that a lot of the dude bros, some of them are funny and some, not to see, they're all funny. There's just some that irritated me. And there were some that I thought were actually funny. And then yeah. the whole thing with uh, uh, Schminkel and the other officer, what it just seems like it barely connected. <laughs> and, and and like that, I will say, I do mean that in a bad way. Like it was funny, but it, if it connected a little more, I would have been like, okay, fine. But it, yeah. they never interact with the dude bros. No, nope. no, they, they really don't. Um, so I guess that kind of leads us off into our last question of Frank and Sam. Do you think this movie could happen in real life? No. You know, yes, I, I would have said... <laughs> Could, like, could this all happen, but it wouldn't? Uh, I would have said yes if the oranges never happened. But maybe that actually <laughs> happened within another dimension, because, again, no, they the never... oranges would be the most believable part of this entire movie. <laughs> the orange the orange shortage, maybe, but the them raining I mean, from the sky... Chica was well known in the 80s for having um, hyper-intelligent wolves and an orange crisis. <laughs> yeah. And also... Uh, Devil worshiping, human sacrificing, uh, uh, police officers. Yeah, yeah. The '80s was crazy. Oh, serious. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> wow. So that was a quick. That's not even. There's not even like discussion. Yeah. Um, no. I, it, it, it's just this movie so absurd that it kind of defies any sense of logical reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. It's. Could this happen in real life? Yes. Serial killers happen all the time. But. I, at the same time, no. This, this is just too ridiculous and absurd. It's like I, I was about to say, I was like, that took a very serious dark turn there, Frank. Oh yeah, people <laughs> go and kill a lot of people all the time, but ghosts yeah. imbuing people's butts—I don't think so. We didn't I mean, uh, confirm the uh, the killer. It was, the, or did we? It was the therapist. It was the it was I, the therapist. The, the movie confirmed that for right. us. In the first five minutes of the movie, but I kind of like, thought that the way, wasn't her. The, the re- killer's the therapist. But I kind of like. Yes. I didn't know if I at the at the time I didn't know if I was supposed to read that as like she's not a real therapist or she's just pretending to be but then it's clear that she be she's a therapist so she could learn everything about the dude bros which makes sense because like like greg Greg cicero derek says he hates like uh tool work and so she kills him with uh a garden hoe yeah a garden hoe hose before bros (laughs) yeah Ah! Uh, do you think that could have been a line that she said? Oh, oh, then okay. Let's think. Do you think yeah. that was intentional? Then I guess so. Um, or how like <laughs> they all? Yeah, it's like it. There was a whole that there was a, obviously the joke was like they all died based on like fears or things. Their, something yeah, their, re- their personal fears. I will say when the I don't really remember the death of the drunk guy, but the whole part of him in the woods or the wasn't didn't he get like a was he did he. I just remember thinking it reminded me so much of that part in the live action Scooby-Doo where the monster calls Scooby and says, I got a bag of hamburgers Uh, here for you. Yeah, no, (laughs) like his fear was he's afraid of running out of beer because he is very much a very obvious like alcoholic. He drinks (laughs) so He's just hiding beer. He's hiding beer and like booze like all throughout the cabin and he runs out and it's just like, where is it? And he, he runs out and then gets killed at the keg. They all get so um, upset when they're out of beer and then Samantha shows up and they just see a hand and then they're like, ah! 
what? And then they see the hand has beer. They're like, oh, oh. And then they see Samantha. They're like, no girls allowed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck you, here. Samantha. Um, I think that was... Okay, actually, I will say that's another thing that makes this movie kind of unrealistic is that there are, like, in slasher movies when characters, you know, go missing or have been murdered. And we know, obviously, that they're dead. But the characters, other characters don't. But they don't even seem to notice it. Like, the next day when they're, like, swimming in the lake, they don't even notice that there's, like, three guys missing. They just carry yeah, on. a bunch of people yeah. are just gone. They're just like, oh, they're probably sleeping. Which is probably whatever. the joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that. yeah, that's pretty much what happens in, like, uh, like classic, like, campy slasher movies is just like no one notices that there's already like a 10 person kill count in this movie and there's only like five people left it's like how do you guys not notice that these people are missing it's like oh we gotta worry about the uh the pledge week this week we we don't have time to worry about all this nonsense of Samantha not showing up for her uh, pledge duties or some bullshit like that. Why the fridge is leaking a lot of red liquid? That's not important yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, so yeah. It does that from time. Now, and the now walls it's probably spilled the Kool Aid again. Well, wait, they always do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Overall, this movie is completely ridiculous. Um, it was definitely fun to watch. It's definitely I would watch it again if I could watch it with all you guys. Like oh, in wow. that yeah. hopeful movie night we want to do. Like I'd watch it yeah. again. I feel like yes. watching it in this manner felt very it made it feel very clinical and Yes. Like, you must watch this movie to report on it. And I was like, well it's already going to suck all all of the joy out of it because the joy is watching this with people. So that is yeah. my recommendation. Watch this yeah. with people and don't care a lot about the movie. Yeah. Watch it with people or booze. booze or both. Booze, yeah, booze filled the void that people often... I said the out. same thing after when we were talking about Gooby. I'm like, don't watch yes. it alone and don't watch it sober. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Sam, how would you rate this out of uh, five dude bros? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I should have known that's what you are going to say. I thought you were going to say, like, half torsos or something. <laughs> like... Something gross. Yeah. I mean, d- depends on how you rate this. It <laughs> Actually, might get a half torso. Yeah. Um, out of how, oh, like, out of how many? Like, or do, okay. Out of five. Uh, out of Twelve and a half half torsos. <laughs> all right. Um, well, <laughs> out of a very arbitrary uh, number. I would. Well, I'd say. Um, I would kind of give it like a three out of three dude bros out of five um it's i definitely wasn't like oh my god this is a it was it had enough jokes that i was laughing um it was just so ridiculous like it was it's definitely it's funny if you're into (laughs) kind of like movies like 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 kung fury or like the loss of pastor like things that are intended to be just fun then yeah i would recommend it um, but if that's not your wheelhouse, then no, this yeah. you're not going to be into it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what about you, Frank? Um, I'm going to take a, a similar approach. I'm going to give this one three out of five dude bros. Just because it, watching it alone, it was like, this is entertaining. But it really feels like it's missing something. And I would hazard to give it a four out of five if I was watching it as a, you know, as a part of a group. 
at like a party or just like a hangout or something like that with a bunch of people and like food yeah. and drinks or whatever. So you can just like relax and have fun with it because that's really what this movie is trying to do. It's trying to have fun and sitting at home trying to scrutinize it took a lot of the fun out of it. Because it was really just, yeah. it's like sitting there trying to like critically analyze a comedian. It's like, well, I guess that was funny, but like <laughs> now I have to like think about it. So it's not funny anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, you give it, you get 10 dude bros? I, I would you probably, give it all the dude bros? I, I, I'd probably give it like, like kind of along the same, same vein as you guys, like 3.5, probably 4. This is definitely a watch it with your friends or watch it drunk type of movie. It's very much a satirical, like, type movie on, like, really campy 80s movies. Um, I I say give it a watch. The kills and the death count in this movie are very impressive and creative. Uh, I, I was never bored with how the actual horror elements showed up, and the comedy elements just made the movie that much better for me. Um, if you're a horror hound, definitely give this a watch. It's right up your alley if you like really gory kills. There's some pretty disturbing moments uh, at times, um, but it doesn't really get like any like too crazy. I, I think we pretty much said like the craziest uh, kills throughout this movie. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely give this a watch. Uh, it's free online on Tubi. Uh, that's that's how we all found it. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it a watch, and if you like this stuff, then you'll definitely like the five-second film guys, so you can find them on YouTube pretty easy. Um, so I guess that pretty much wraps up our 50th episode to a close. Yeah, and I got five <laughs> Reagan portraits, and I think six <laughs> shirt tears. You're welcome for that, Six, I feel like there's the entire movie. <laughs> Including, we just so tears, yeah. not them, like, ripping it. Like someone ripping their no, like someone ripping their shirt off. So like, uh, Greg Sestero's crop top, you don't count. No. Okay. Just trying to understand what's defi- what's defined as shirt tear because yeah, he didn't intentionally ripping it rip off. It. Yeah. yeah. Someone okay. ripping off their shirt. It was funny watching this on Tubi though because it was free with commercials, and so there were commercials uh, interspersed yeah. with the fake movie with the fake commercials in the movie, and it's very clear <laughs> which commercials are which. <laughs> If anything, I was like, oh, it's yeah. kind of like a WandaVision, how there were oh, commercials yeah. in that. But that one, it was specifically related to things in MCU where these were just commercials. Sounds like you need to get some, some ad blocker there, Sam. Oh, uh, yeah. Watch watch WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. It's just got nominated for a couple of Emmys. That was a fantastic little miniseries, too. All right. Well, uh, if you got if you guys like this, uh, definitely give uh, some of our other episodes a watch. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, uh, pretty much any place where you can find. Uh, Greg down the street podcasts. usually has these on um, uh, Frank. cassettes down at the corner by the liquor store. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's a blast. Is that uh, where you yeah, get your copies, he's Frank? he's been pretty good um, ripping them off of the internet. Um, so. Although last week I had to get it on eight track and I yeah. had to go find a like a Trans Am to plug it into. It didn't work very well. Anyways, well at least he's at least he's not playing it on Laserdisc anymore. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you guys like this, uh, give us a like, subscribe, uh, recommendation, follow, etc., etc., etc. 
Um, give us some recommendations on any potential fun stuff you want us to listen to. And uh, uh, same again, I mean, we're on you know Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Google, Spotify, uh, Overcast, um, Stitcher. Did I say Stitcher? I don't know. I'm saying it again. If I am, uh, and YouTube, <laughs> and um, yeah, also social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and yeah, please like, and subscribe and, or make a comment, ideally a nicer one. <laughs> if, if I don't, I mean, I don't know if you hate us, you don't have to keep listening to us. I don't really see the point in making it's a kind of, comment. yeah, it's kind of your choice. Your hate makes us stronger. <laughs> I, I am powered by the, by the people who hate me. Nothing brings me more joy in life. So yeah. unlike Anakin, we'll use unbridled it. joy than making other people <laughs> yes. miserable with my sheer existence. So please bring those negative comments so I can suck the life oh out of you. God. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that's why we like having you on, Frank. Oh, thanks, uh, guys. Thanks for being on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. <laughs> and I'm Frank. Uh, you've been listening to Movie Reel. Bye-bye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>